Hey again, you're about to listen to our episode on hackers. Uh, keep in mind, it's definitely a product of the 90s, and that shows in some of its content about women and people of color and uh, some gender nonconforming folk. Uh, we talk about those parts in this episode. Thanks. Manual's a skateboarding trick. <clears throat> it's also like a Manual's book. a word. I mean, it's also a word, right? Yeah, yeah. It, come doing, on. Doing something Harry, yourself. Harry is full skate life. You cannot do him like <laughs> is he, that. Can you do a, can you do a kickflip? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I can do a kickflip. Okay. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! He brought his his skateboard with him today, and he's about to do a kickflip. Oh, oh my shit, god! That was an no. amazing kickflip. Okay, okay, tough guy. Okay, hotshot. We've seen the kickflip. Can you do a heel flip? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, Why he, he just followed up with a pop shove. Why does nobody have their phone out? Hello, I'm John Waters, and I'm supposed to announce there is no smoking in this theater, which I think is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of in my life. How can anyone sit through a length of a film, and especially a European film, and not have a cigarette? But don't you wish you had one right now? Mm, 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 mm. And I'm telling you, smoke anyway. It gives ushers jobs. And if people didn't smoke, there would be no employment for the youth of today. So, once again, no smoking in this theater. Jeff Gersman of Giant Bomb noted that the the best part about we've those reached games, that point of the podcast. Yeah, the best we should part, move on. The best part about those games is the ability to instantly replay. There's no loading for replay. If you like fuck up, you're like I press the start button, I go down one, I press restart, and I'm immediately back in the game. And it's like that is what fuels the addictive quality of like okay, I messed uh, up, I'm gonna go again. That's yeah, not again. that's not an amazing insight. That's it's, an amazing insight. No. It feels so good like, to play. It has like, low load times. Is his big like? It it's so necessary. There's so many games that have. Like even slight I think low so. times. I don't think it's necessary. Like that's not even the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth thing I think that of when I think number, of Tony Hawk. That is the number one thing. Have you played Tony Hawk Five? Because there's a load time. I I, Every time I played I played about eleven level and a half of that, and the load times are the least of that game's problems. The fact that every time you want to restart, you gotta, I gotta go down, I gotta scroll down all We're this cut, way. No, we have to cut this. But yeah, this no, this is not going in. This is my trick. I just introduced some bullshit, and then he has I, to. I had, I had, I had nine trick. minutes was our start time because we started Aaron's talking trick. about like, like moving into the movie, and then Aaron yeah. started talking. and It's just. We're at another two minutes of uh, just horse I was playing shit. Celeste, and that that has slight that has slight load times when you die, like just a little this, bit. The screen does again. Are white. Your point is that no load times yeah. are better than load times. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Like, I think everybody's that. with you. No, specifically for that kind. I like some load times. In thank games. you for so speaking. Thank phone. you for speaking. I do. I do. I like some load times. In what We're, games do you enjoy? We, we can't. Like get, We're not going to get into this. Uh, on PS4, I like those load times. Check your phone. You on the subway? Those were cool. You're a sociopath. <laughs> good. This we'll do is gamer complete no. anarchy. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll find out. Lead the way, sir. Thank you very much for listening to Try Love, a round, literal roundtable podcast where we talk... I almost messed it up. Can you believe that? I almost messed that up. That I almost didn't say <laughs> that ambiguous sentence. Hit it. Thank you very much for listening to Try Love, a literal roundtable podcast where we talk about movies that we saw at the Trilon Cinema in Minneapolis, Minnesota. My name is Jason Daphnis, a.k.a. Nintendoofus. My name is Aaron Grossman. Oh, what's your what's on. your hacker name? I was just gonna say it. Oh, what's your my hacker, hacker name? name? Yeah, we're talking about hackers. Uh, my hacker name would be uh, Aaron Byrne. 
All right. Yep. This is not the direction that, we started Aaron this in. Burr reference? Like Hamilton? Yeah, like Hamilton. Oh. Like Lynn, uh, Manuel Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I'm Cody Narvison, a.k.a. Butt Tornado. Wow, Butt Tornado. Uh, and I'm Harry Mack, and Wait, a.k.a. your Butt Tornado? In the flesh, baby. 1,508 systems in a single night. That that beats Zero Cool's record from 1988. The greatest hack in history. Zero Cool. Eight chumps like him for breakfast. That's about wow. as close as you need to get to that mic. Are you saying that he dies like the rest? That's too close. Sorry, I don't get That's good. this mic a lot. If you could get about three rooms away from that microphone, that would be... Do you want to go down a couple floors? Hey, we Harry, one what's up? We had one person that we... Ah, you don't, you don't need to know my... Do my we already ad. know your name? The whole are you, world will know are you, my ad soon enough. <laughs> this when is Cowboy Bebop. The planet... We're talking about Hackers, a 1995 movie directed by Ian Softley. Uh, how do you, you guys think? Softly? Well, no, here, here's the name. It's, I believe he ain't. Let me know. He ain't rough. Harry's laughing at that. How do you pronounce this? I-A-I-N. I think it's Ian. I think it's Ian. You think yeah. that's just Ian? Is it yeah. just like a... I'm thinking, I don't know. Okay. I'm kind of I'm thinking, thinking, I'm thinking, Ian. Ian. I don't know. That's what I was assuming it was. Ian Sports. I, I'm thinking of Ewan <laughs> Grufford, I think, the guy who played uh, Mr. Fantastic in the uh, Fantastic Four movie from, like, yeah, 2002. Yeah, I think about that, too, yeah. Yeah? But his name is I-A-O-N, and it's, like, Gaelic or something. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what so I was, Gaelic. Uh, was I'm assuming, assuming. I'm assuming yeah, it's the same thing. You could be right. I I'm could just, be wrong. We're going to say Ian. Okay. Do uh, not Ian softly into that good night. <laughs> starring uh, Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie, as well as a uh, uh, shout-out... Oh, my man's lowering my mic while I'm talking. <laughs> You're talking down We just here. saw this movie. Okay. We should probably say that. It's uh, it's 9.41 p.m. Good. Uh, we We're don't do this that often. Yeah, yeah, so we it's going to be a little squirrely. We bought tickets for the first show before it sold out, and they had to add a second show. So, uh, you know, we were ahead of the curve on this You're one. You're welcome, Trilon. It wouldn't have mattered, status. though, if, if it had sold out, because I simply would have hacked the Trilon's website. Okay, Hackers, 1995, directed by Ian Softley. Good achieve what? Uh, <laughs> tickets, <laughs> of course. What? <laughs> so that we could get tickets. Starring Johnny Lee Miller, Miller and Angelina Jolie, um, as well as Fisher Stevens as the uh, villain of the movie. Also, quick note, joining are Lorraine Bracco and Wendell Pierce, both from The Wire. Uh, they both act quite a bit better on The Wire than they do in this movie. Uh, but, you know, shout out to them. Uh, I like them a lot. Uh, Johnny Lee Miller plays Dade Murphy, also known as the uh, notorious hacker Zero Cool. Uh, he lives with his mother in New York approximately seven years after being arrested uh, for kind of developing a notorious virus that hurt the stock market significantly. The number Ouch. that's said throughout the movie is that it took down 1,507 computers, which seems like a small amount of computers for a networks. computer virus. Wasn't it, wasn't it networks? Okay, maybe networks. Including... Wall Street's systems. Yeah, it this said Wall Street dropped like this, seven points. This is a nice mini theme for me because I saw Hustlers on Tuesday, which also touches on, uh, you know, the cyber terrorism. Wall Street. So, uh, oh. yeah. Cinematic parallels. Yeah, spiritual sequel to Hackers. Continue. Uh, yeah, so at his. Hustle uh, the Planet. <laughs> At his new high school uh, in New York, he meets Kate Libby, played by uh, Angelina Jolie, uh, as well as a different group of hacker friends that he kind of falls into in the way that people tend to do in high school movies. Uh, and then just very briefly, uh, just to kind of set up the discussion here, uh, one of his friends um, hacks into a bank and kind of unknowingly uncovers a larger conspiracy. Uh, one of the, the kind of main security expert at the company, the bank that he hacked into, um, is uh, basically developing a virus to kind of 
siphon off a bunch of their money. He stumbles into it, and uh, his hacker group is kind of framed and is being chased by the Secret Service, the FBI, and they must hack the world to prove their innocence. Um, is that a fine setup? Anything I need to... A fine setup. Fine setup? Thank you. Fine uh, setup? Fine setup. Thank you. I think we have three out of the four people in the room who think that it's a fine setup. Cody hasn't said fine setup. He's do just been scribbling in his notebook. Cody, do we have quorum? Mr. Butts Will you please? Oh, that's why we didn't call him by his hacker name. We called him by his his civvy name, his his normie name. Which... Will Butt Tornado please approach the bench? Mm. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna remember to edit out our real names in this, right? Of course. We're gonna, okay, we're just gonna have the hacker names in here. Don't worry. Even if Jason releases it with our names in, I will simply hack the episode and remove our names. As he has hacked every episode to make me sound like an idiot. Cody, what do you think of this movie? I love calling on you. Let's uh, go. That was a good joke, Jason. I want to shout that yeah, out. That was fine. Um, I like this movie, I think. <laughs> He's been gone. He was just out of the room. Uh, I, I was just filling out the waters <laughs> of when I would actually be allowed clips. to respond to the questionnaire instead. Oh, I see. Uh, this is the second time I'd seen this movie. The first time was at the Uptown Theater at one of its midnight showings. This seems... Uh, kind of tailor-made to be that kind of movie. Um, there's a lot of surface-level things to uh, enjoy. Things like the soundtrack, the graphics when people are hacking. I think that's maybe what a lot of people take away from this movie. A lot of charismatic performances by uh, uh, one Matthew Lillard, for example. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this, I don't, this shit was fun. I don't know. We got free keychains, too. This movie rules. Oh, yeah. This this uh, showing was complimented by um, these little, final little, I already put a picture up on Twitter, so it should be visible to all of our rabbit followers. Little tiny uh, key fobs that say Hack the Planet, Charlotte Cinema 2019. Yeah, because this is, this is a special showing um, that was put on by one of the Trilons volunteers, Mark Sherman, who has been at the Trilons since September 2009. Wow. It's, yeah, it's part of their weekly series on, um, well, weekly for the next few coming weeks where the um, Trilon volunteers get to choose the movie that they um, produce. This is literally their 10th year anniversary month. Yeah. Like, that's wild. Woo! Yeah. Yep. Yeah, congrats. He's been here since the, the very start, which is amazing. Uh, he also put on the soundtrack before the movie started, oh, and that I was believe the he made these keychains as well. Oh, nice. So There was some rad music. Jason and I were in the theater before you two showed up, and we were just remarking, like, this is fucking hacker-ass music. Yeah. Like. Was yeah. that actually the soundtrack of the movie playing? I don't think so. It I think just sounded very like nineties. I listened to the, the Neo Tokyo soundtrack on the way to the movie to get myself in the in you the mind space from Akira. No, um, it's a uh, Neo Tokyo was a hack of a video game. I can't remember which video game. And um, uh, shit, somebody of now famous music. Uh, video game music composer created a soundtrack that became like more famous even than the mod. Mm. It's really good. Uh, check it out, I guess. I'll we can hack in his name after this, since I can't remember it right now. Yeah. Don't make that face at me, but tornado. <laughs> uh, we never got your tag. Also, yeah, you don't need to know it because the whole world will know it soon when I hack he's gonna, the planet. He's gonna edit it in. That, yeah. that bit is better the second. So it's only going to keep kidding. getting better, baby. Mystery Mac, and what did you think of this movie? I liked it quite a bit. Um, I think it, it has a lot of problems. Uh, Jason, you didn't yes. like it at all. Uh, I, spoilers, yeah. it seems like. I'm not going to run over you, but except uh, to say sure. my whole opinion, which is that I, I, I didn't like it just because 
of those problems. I think it was hard for me to see past them. So I'm looking forward to talking about it and seeing Yeah, I'm surprised I liked it as much as I did, I guess. Um, but I think that has something to do with the history of movies like this, and I kind of like a movie that takes itself less seri- less seriously. Uh, I don't think this movie takes itself particularly seriously. Uh, we, we drew comparisons to Naked City, which we also just saw, in that it, it almost feels um, like a parody at times. Uh, except that this movie very much isn't, whereas uh, Naked City is. I think that this movie takes great joy in indulging in the tropes of um, hacker fiction, and it, it seems like a sort of fun, loving piss take on a lot of the genre in, in terms of like William Gibson's cyberpunk, and in terms of like the the cyberpunk of the late '80s and early '90s, and all of its edge and all of its hardcoreness. Um, <clears throat> this is a movie that's that's a lot of fun i think and i think that it it has fun making fun of itself um that's a very 2019 opinion to have i don't know how seriously it was taking itself uh it doesn't feel like it's taking itself that seriously i think i have the inverse opinion that it was taking itself seriously for much of the movie there are clear like spots of comedy that are supposed to highlight like the differences between this uh, counterculture of hackers and you know quote-unquote normal society of just like upstanding middle-aged white people uh but at almost every intersection of that of those two worlds, I think it was pretty taking itself pretty seriously in a lot of respects. I'm thinking of like the probably the funniest thing that happens in this movie is when uh, I'm forgetting the character's name, but he's sketching along the car on a skateboard. Yeah, but that scene is hilarious. Oh, it, it is, but I don't think that any aspect of its filming, direction, scripting, or anything would lead me to believe that it was supposed to be funny. I think it's supposed to be a pretty dramatic like handoff, right? Maybe that's Maybe. just my. They're, I don't they're know. Just I think again that this movie has a lot of fun satirizing the idea of hacker cool, and <laughs> I think that that character sort of epitomizes it because he's also a cop, and so there's something kind of funny about the idea that like this guy who has um, sacrificed or traded away all that of the ideology that actually like founded the hacker movement is sort of like this pastiche like um funhouse mirror of hacker cool except that he doesn't get it at all so we get a guy who sketches on the back of a car and works in a corporate environment but insists on being called plague i'm just gonna keep talking because you can't just do that you can't just be like i know i'm just gonna stop wait hold up i'm just gonna stop here actually riding on the back of cars with the skateboard is very cool that is not just semen cool that is cool we just need did you say semen cool hey Aaron, we How never. Did you find uh, out my heck? <laughs> we never uh, heard your thoughts on the movie. Uh, I, I like this movie a lot. I do also do not think it's taking itself seriously, or it's just having fun. Very right? often, um, Jason's putting my microphone even. You don't closer. need to say this. You can just um, do it. Well, it's going to kiss okay. right up on that. Uh, I, I'm reminded a lot of. Uh, I can't remember exactly who was involved. It might have been like a Reddit AMA. It might have been just like an interview. But um, some of the producers behind one of the TV shows, it's like a kind of famous thing that happens in TV shows whenever there's like computer hacking scene or like a computer programming scene where it's like over the top ridiculous with people just like hammering away on their keyboards. So every computer hacking scene. Yeah. Uh, I think probably the most famous, at least like internet notorious one, is one from NCIS where like two people are hacking on one computer and they're trying to like beat <laughs> So the they hacker. can type faster. Yeah, um, and and whoever was involved in, like, the production of one of those scenes was, like, I think it was, like, a Reddit AMA, basically just said, like, yeah, like, we know this is ridiculous. Like, we are absolutely playing this up. Um, we are, in some ways, trying to, like, outdo the ridiculous hacking scenes that have come before us. Um, I, I think that's... That's totally how I feel about the hacking scenes in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I don't think you shoot a movie for several months and write a script and do all that without... 
I think it's, it's, it's exalting in how fun and silly that is, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, part of it's, you know, kind of this weird techno-futurism um, where, you know, this movie came out in 1995, a lot about the Internet and computers and robots and technology um, was kind of vaguely philosophical uh, and not yet kind of in place and, you know, not in the forefront of culture in the same way that it is now. Um, and so a lot of this was, you know, predicting what the future would be like. I think you get the same feeling if you read, like, Snow Crash, um, which is... Or a lot of that, William Gibson's Yeah, work. stuff yeah. that seems ridi- absolutely ridiculous, you know. Um, you'll have an online avatar that's an extension of yourself, which is, like, I guess kind of true, uh, but comes off maybe as ridiculous reading a lot of that early stuff. Uh, but there's something, I think, kind of, kind of nice about it as well. Um, cheesy in a fun way. Uh, again, there's, there's problems in this movie. Some of the humor is... Uh, I think pretty gross, but um, that's unfortunate. Uh, but you know, I think apart from that, uh, this movie was an enjoyable watch. And Jason, uh, well, I already said I didn't like it too much, and I think I delved into why. Um, but I think it's the warring sides of uh, is this movie like sincerely trying to portray a subculture that was not mainstream at the time, uh, or is it? Um, playing at tropes, knowing that they're tropes, knowing that they're fun to watch and fun to make fun of. I I don't believe the latter. I think that the former is is was the case. I or think that, that was like, its effect on you. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, don't think that any of us can specify, or that even the idea that we could speculate on intentionality is particularly useful, right? Okay, but, but I think both of our readings are valid, right? Well, I, I mean, think like they if, hinge, I think they hinge both on the on the understanding that like. Was the were the filmmakers trying to do this, or were they trying to do? I this? I would frame it as the effect it has on you. Okay. Um, like the effect that this movie had on me was that it was fun and silly okay. and not too serious. No, like I agree. I with with that much. I think that it was very fun to watch. It was like very goofy, almost completely laughable in every almost every single scene was played entirely for com or like felt entirely like comedy but against itself sort of there were times where i think it was pretty clearly going for a sincere or dramatic angle that it just wasn't quite working and that's why it was funny sure uh that might be and a pretty so, simple and view so that that silliness didn't integrate with the idea of what the movie was going for, for with you. with my idea of yeah. what the movie was going for uh, yeah. whereas i think it did for me um okay so uh we should get into the movie's problems uh maybe cody we talked about this briefly you had a really good point about it i was thinking about it quite a bit as well yeah and it, and I think it does tie into what we've been talking about, um, you know, whether the people who put together this film really had an understanding of the the culture that they're trying to, to represent. We do see a lot of representation in this film. Um, the m- main cast of characters is diverse in that there are many different colors of skin, um, you know, men, women. And then when you get into the more uh, like secondary and tertiary characters, uh, we see that fan out even more. Um, I think, and again, intentionality and all that, I think the there's enough here to to show us that they kind of know what this culture is about, but they it, don't want to... They gestures at. They yeah, gesture just, at. Yeah, but it doesn't want to go any deeper than that. Yes. Not to say that we will, because we're probably not the best people to do that, um, but... I will. Uh, you want, Go for it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to cancel myself, I Harry guess. Harry Hubris, uh, You know, I like a big part of good cyberpunk or the the sort of uh cyberpunk that we want the the cyberpunk that could be is about fundamentally how the sort of hacker collective anarchist um alternative movement is queer and leftist in nature 
um, and it was founded by people whose identities were marginalized by society, mm -hmm. and that marginalization is what gave them the sort of understanding of the way that systems work under capitalism and under a fundamentally conservative sort of regime-like society that, that brought them ideologically to hacking and to sort of um, undermining or subverting that system. Um, that's why, I mean, there's a reason why hackers all look like the hackers in these movies, right? Like why our cultural perception of hackers is that they sort of dress funny and they, they um, lampoon... Uh, gender stereotypes and they have um non-traditional relationships with one another and they're you know they're often people of color they're often queer people they're often trans people um specifically you know it's it's because it's about being marginalized by society and not being able to self-determine in the way that you should be able to and that giving you cause to want to subvert the system and so like there is a real queer and, and like leftist history of hacking mm -hmm. that this movie like really really wants to tap into that it that it's like clearly going for right like in in a lot of its characters like it um you know the most obvious example is razor and blade who are clearly queer coded um i think that um phantom freak the character is uh Ramon Sanchez is like very, very lightly non-binary coded. Um, in their introduction or his introduction, he goes by he/him pronouns. Um, one of the characters who's sort of like this doofy uh, um, new new guy uh, keeps calling him dude, and he he's like, "If you call me dude one more time, like I'm gonna flip out." And he like wears gender non-conforming clothing. A lot of these characters do. They're coded as the sort of outcasts of their school, right? Um, and I mean, sort of like almost not really. Right. Which is the problem is that this movie doesn't actually have the strength of its convictions to follow through on that. They don't have an ideology. They're just hackers for fun. Um, they don't even commit crimes. They're framed for a crime in this movie. Um, and so it, like Cody said, like, like this is a, this is a movie that's gesturing at a sort of leftist history. Um, it, but in kind of a, a very, um, corporate sanitized um marvely way where yeah. it's like it's not actually m drawing that connection it's just suggesting it's hoping that we'll sort of be wily enough to like make that connection for them mm -hmm. and so they won't have to commit to actually telling a queer story well, or actually telling a leftist story right the lead character the protagonist and his uh romantic interest are both straight yeah Characters, Cis, right? Uh, cisgendered, cisgendered, straight, straight white characters. There's a there's a scene in a party where all of the m male characters in the hacker collective ogle this woman in a skimpy dress that exists for no purpose whatsoever, except for the filmmaker to like scream at you, like all of these guys are straight. It's okay. All of these people are straight, and it's fine. Like it's they're not queer. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be concerned that any of these people are gay, right? And like fuck that. Like that's right. bullshit. It yeah, yeah. I think you're. I think I agree for the most part with what you're saying. Um, I think. I mean, if if I understand your point, I think, you know, what you're arguing at least a little bit is that this movie is kind of gesturing towards a gesturing towards certain, let's say, foundational works of cyberpunk, um, but not yet going the distance or not. Not really. in, a, in a similar way that the whole history of cyberpunk failed. So right? that's what I was going yeah. to say is that a lot of the foundational works of cyberpunk are unfortunately extremely problematic. Yeah. yeah, extremely problematic. A lot of Gibson stuff. Um, you know, Snow Crash as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, even like like uh, 
arguably the like urtext neuromancer, right? Like, Neur- yeah, in, I was going to bring up Molly Millions, who is essentially an analog for uh, Angelina Jolie's character in this, yeah. where like she's like a fantasy archetype for yeah. men to like be interested in. A lot of those early novels are mainly told from the perspective of a male character existing, maybe in a universe that is diverse, but it is mainly through that character's yeah. point of view. It's still um, for white dudes. Yeah, so I guess in that way, this movie kind of. To me, it wasn't so much that it it you know failed to achieve this kind of referential uh, relationship with cyberpunk, is that it kind of fit in with a lot of the foundational works that and, are unfortunately held and up. Like as, the fact that it took itself so it had so much fun and was so loose with that kind of saves it from that more so than the like really hardcore edgy cyberpunk, right? Because like. Like, sure, a yeah. lot of the cyberpunk that really wants to be dark ends up courting that darkness by really problematic means. Like, we'll put a trigger warning on this, I guess, Bl- but, like, Runner, sexual yeah. violence and, sure. like, violence against women. That doesn't exist in this, really, um, in part because it's having too much fun just being a high school comedy movie. I guess. There's some, there's some stuff. I mean, it's... Yeah, there are definitely it's, it's problematic It's not great that aspects. a lot of the problem... Maybe most, if not all, of the largely problematic elements are kind of cheap jokes that are played for laughs. There are some really um, shitty jokes. Uh, Cody, you you uh, took note of some of those, right? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, you brought up, like, that really egregious one. Uh, I gotta not be as close to the mic. The, um, yeah, the ogling of the woman at the party, which definitely We're, felt like a producer inserted scene, which is like, we, yeah, we really gotta put in this, like, 30-second scene that reassures everybody that these people, like, they like chicks. Do you remember what happens after they all stare at her for, like, a minute? Uh, the, one, of the, the... one of the characters uh, oh, then yeah. reveals that he has a photographic memory and he just, like, names off her address. Yeah. And everybody's yeah. like, yo, how do you know that? And yeah. it's like, that's uh, a weird, that's an awfully this, weird thing to do. This uh, Domino's... He doxes her, essentially. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. This Domino's right into another scene where, like, the coded men uh, in this hacker collective watch Angelina Jolie's character make love to this other guy in this dark room. Just like really intensely male creepy right. vibes. And, and like that's another stereotype, right? Is that like oh, like hackers must be like closet perverts that like can't be with women and so like they have these fantasy lives and they like want to ogle women from afar. <clears throat> I, w- I would say that that spirit to me, it read like that spirit went throughout its depiction entirely of this mm-hmm. subculture. Like, uh, I don't know how positive or how good it is that it's tapping into that uh, uh, queer and um, leftist history and background of cyberpunk. To I mean, it's make appropriating, a bu- right? Right. To make a bunch of side characters and like, ooh, look at all these weirdos in a den somewhere, you know, playing video games all the time. And it's like this, guy, like the white guy feels like a fish out of water, you know? Yeah. It's, well, it's, kind it's of. I mean, sort of a stark comparison. It's, it's and, his environment, though, and and his arc in the movie is about, um, in part, about like rejoining that collective. Um, and and getting some skin in the game, well, right? He used to be zero cool. He became maximum overdrive. He wouldn't help his um, hacker friends because of his record and because of how it might affect him. They help him integrate more with the world and right. actually like Re- stand up for them. Rejoining is a nice way to put it. He's just like forcing his way in to like he's hacking a group of hackers well, essentially. Th- I don't know I, th- this movie. Um, I, I don't know all this kind of. Uh, 
those aspects of the movie kind of intersect with another aspect of the movie, which which you mentioned briefly, which is you turned to me like five minutes into this movie and you said, this is basically Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> and it, it is. And it, wow. The, Correct. It Correct. is, right? Um, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is about a, an American student who gets expelled from uh, his American high school. It's because like kind of uncanny, right? Like it, No, that's so it's, weird. <laughs> He gets expelled and he he moves to Japan and he quickly falls in with a clique of this multiracial uh, uh, group of students and they spend all their time drift racing and he's evading the law because he's drift racing and he's fall. It falls in with this greater genre of this kind of fish outer water uh, high school um, story misfit narrative, right? That, that mostly isn't applied to at least settings like the one in Hackers. Um, but all of the kind of dramatic beats are there. And so I, a lot of what I found interesting was this kind of very, these two very classic um, genres and environments and settings, um, this kind of fish-out-of-water high school story and this kind of cyberpunk hacker collective, you know, rogue anarchist group. Um, these kind of stories, like, just kind of mash together in ways that don't make any sense but are very entertaining. They work for me, right? Like, yeah. it does work. And, and, it, and, and like, you can totally understand... Uh, again, what they're gesturing at, because it, like it makes sense that like oh like the the queer like anarchist like alternative crowd would be the outcasts at their school, and they would naturally fall in with one another. It seems like right like that yeah. their their sort of clique would be that, and they they all like they have their um their rich sort of online fantasy lives where they have their um code names, and they only refer to each other when they're hanging out by their code names, and they like like plague sort of um satirizes in his corporate environment, they consider those their true names, which you know like is a pretty clear metaphor for like a lot of like queer identity and like coming of age especially on the internet i mean like there is like a like an actual history of that this movie is basically like persona as well um it's extremely it's, like it's persona, extremely yeah. persona. which is probably why uh, i like it so much game, cody um <laughs> why yeah, i'm is nodding it? knowing I, I assumed you weren't talking about persona the classic film so yeah, yeah Marvel, unfortunately movie. not yeah. or the uh korean movie from last year i think last year mm-hmm. it, there was a, a series of Korean movies. It's on Netflix. Um, but what, I don't know, I, I guess my general question would be, as someone who is, I'm endlessly entertained by this shit. You know, I'm entertained by the kind of hypocrisies of the movie and the non-sequiturs. Like, none of these people really go to class. You see them in class for like one minute, and then they never go to class again. This movie felt very 90s in a lot of ways for yeah. that reason. Uh, how it's like, it's safe by the bell and that like the school environment is just a joke. It's like the students, you follow the same like six students the entire movie when they're even in school and then after the first act it's uh, tossed aside, which is great. And uh, and I, that works for me and hackers in a lot of ways I feel like it knows what it is there was this one line that really stood out to me this time around where um, the the kid um, Joey uh, you know he, he dresses like a kid from Boy Meets World he's the smoker yeah yeah, uh, and the joker yeah what the midnight toker uh, he gets called out for thank you everyone he gets called out for looking like somebody from Boy Meets World which was airing at the time of, like, this movie. Like, that is a 90s sitcom, 1993 to 2000. So this is right, like, presumably right in the thick of Boy Meets World mania. Um, I don't know, just to be, like, <laughs> mania. You've heard of Beatles mania. Sweeping the yeah. nation. Yeah, it's Beatles mania. you got Boy Meets World mania. Yeah, um, yeah. Chipotle mania. Sure. Um, the restaurant. Um, 
WrestleMania. Yeah, shout out to Chipotle. Come on the pod. Uh, just to be that aware of... Don't come on the fucking pod, Chipotle. What? <laughs> they give no, us I free burritos, Chipotle. Yeah, they give you that wooden card. This is a hacker's podcast. If, that's a corporation. If fucking Jesus nice, I want I boys can get a free Chipotle year of Chipotle. Give you a, I want a year of free Chipotle. Okay. After this podcast comes Along out. with the rest of the planet. Um... I was steamrolled, so that's the end. That's the end. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, you buddy. and me both. <laughs> what were you saying about Boy Meets World? Yeah, talk mania. About Boy Meets World. You were, yeah, manias. Yeah, what's up with that? Hey, here's a question about me. high school drama. How do the losers in in every single like high school movie and TV shows always get invited to the fucking party? Yeah, I was what never invited to any parties like, in high school. I went to parties with my fucking friend group, you know what I mean? But like, right. I guess I having friends in high school, most of you nice. weren't invited to parties you didn't know anybody at. That'd be That's what they're doing. They know, like, it's always like the person who's ho- like, yo, Joan is hosting the fucking party. Uh, it's I like, mean, Joan's actually cool. Acid uh, Burn hosted the party in this movie. That's what I'm right. saying. So, That's, yeah, two things. Acid she Burn. was friends with everybody except exactly. for Zero cool. Exactly. She's friends with all these people on the DL. She doesn't appear angry that anybody was seeing her engage in sexual acts until she knows that Zero Cool right, was there and she's right. like why the fuck is he here? And she very pointedly why, why would she invite this asshole? He like was very shitty like in a man to woman no, way she, yeah, uh, yes, you're earlier right. in the she film. She was shitty to him though first I gotta say for, 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 in like a senior to new kid kind of way. No she's the popular right. girl right? Like like her one element of Angelina Jolie's fantasy in this movie um, and she is like just a fantasy character. Uh, there's one really interesting subversive thing about her character that we'll talk about but um, is that she is the cool girl at school and the great hacker and so she sort of hazes the new kid um Zero cool maximum yeah. uh, maximum overdrive crash overdrive. crash overdrive maximum overdrive crash is something override. else. That's a Stephen King book, right? About cars that come to life and kill Isn't people. Isn't that Christine? That's a movie. Is that a video game? You're thinking of The Mist? No. Maximum. Look up maximum overdrive. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. It. Oh my god. Is you thinking of The Stand? What the fuck are you talking? No. no. You can't be Jason, thinking of Stand by Me. You can't be thinking of oh, the Tommy Knockers. Hit it. I'm, uh, I'm done. I'm done. You were oh, saying, you're you were thinking about, about how the they Boy do races World? on the Green Mile? Please continue with your point about <laughs> Angelina Jolie's character. Uh, she's like, she's both cool and sort of like the sexy, like everybody wants to be with her high school queen. Uh, and she's a great hacker, and that's sort of the turn. There's a, like a really bad anticlimax when we find out that she's acid burn, where like she just says, "I am acid burn," and he goes, "You're acid burn," and it like it sucks. It like the, they do the same thing with Zero Cool, where he's like, "I was Zero Cool," and they're all like, "You were Zero Cool," and then they just move on. And it was like, why would you hide that information for the whole movie just to do that with it? Like. I mean, like you could, like as as a viewer, you could see that building up, though, right? You start to see the roles right. of these play characters are playing. Maybe it was just because, like, the audience is going to know by now. Let's just get it over and done with. Like, we don't need the prestige. I didn't. The, I didn't have prestige. that one figured we out. We were, I was we thinking up have, until that point. We already was... had the pledge and the turn. We don't need the prestige. Just throw it out. Like, I needed to know who Acid Burn was. I was like, every time there was a new character, I was like, is that Acid? Burn? I don't think that her relationship with uh, with Johnny Lee Miller Dade Dade Murphy Dade what? A... <laughs> uh, we'll just call him Crash Override. That's his Dade. real name. Uh, you see why he came up with a fake right, name. Right, <laughs> two fake names. Um, I really thought that when he said, at the very beginning of the movie, when, when he writes in Zero Cool, and then he goes, no. I was like, <laughs> write one cool, write one cool. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't do it. I like. I really wanted him to do Successor. that. Uh, 
their chemistry doesn't work at all for me in this mm-hmm. movie. Partially because the the movie's like man woman gender writing is really chauvinistic and gross. Yeah. Um, but also in general, like I just don't think those two actors had any chemistry with one another. They, you know, like it's Ange- brutal. Angelina Jolie like puts in a decent performance. Oh in yeah, this for movie. sure. Jenny yeah. Lee Miller could not like give an American accent to like it's save his own goddamn no, life. No, he's great in this movie. He, he like, he's like doing a bit where he's like talking like a nerd the whole movie. Which this is not a bit, by the way. When you hear me talking like a nerd, it is a hundred percent genuine. Um, but it, like, it doesn't work at all. It like no. it's annoying. Like it, both his. Sc- sorry, go ahead. Cody. Oh no, I was just gonna pop in. Uh, and <laughs> hello, I'm popping in. This is Butt Tornado popping in with a special update. Uh, oh, the, Butt the- Tornado pooping in. That's what he says. That's what comes up on your monitor when he hacks. He was Butt Tornado <laughs> popping in. If- if you spoil the factoid that I was gearing up, what's the factoid? Oh, oh yes. No, you go. You go. No, you go. I, I was just gonna say a line from the movie that was okay, maybe yeah. like the my favorite like nerdy ass fucking loser thing he says, uh, which also sucks when they're going dumpster diving, and he's uh, like. Um, Acid burn falls on top of Deed Murphy. Uh, <laughs> just gonna refer to him Deed by his Mur- real Deed name. Deed Murphy, uh, and he just goes. He's he's laying under underneath her, and he goes. You know, if if I were a different type of man, I would take advantage of this situation uh, erotically. There's like so a to speak. beat too between yeah, like. A, yeah. It's so weird. It's like it's, it's so bad. It's, it's such an uncomfortable fucking scene. It's sort scene. of realistic. In I'm not giving the writing credit, but like there were many moments between them where it's like it's honestly like Johnny Lee Miller is struggling to find words to say. Right. And it's like wait a minute, there was a script. Like just say the next line. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. It like, so, like art. Oh, and then in that same scene, she uh, like suggestively reaches down to her pants and grabs a flashlight and clicks it on, just yeah. as like, oh, you know, the the, the gag, the visual. Right. Gag. She does not use that flashlight. She literally just has it for that one shot, puts it away, does not use right. it for the rest of the scene. Yeah. That bothered me. You have a factoid. Uh, I, well, two things real quick. First of all, I disagree with Johnny Lee. Is Johnny Lee Miller? Is that yeah, a sick boy. Name? Deed I Murphy. Disagree. There is a long storied history of the white male protagonists in shitty high school dramas being the absolute worst part of the movie. It fucking rules. Same thing with Tokyo Drift. Uh, fucking Sean Boswell. If you don't hack Lucas to win, <laughs> yes. what do you hack for? Yeah, it's so bad, Woo! but it's the most amazing thing. Same thing with like Paul Walker and the early Fast and Furious movies uh, before he gets Paul Walker actually reference? does get better at acting he does real time. He gets, it's pretty cool he gets to watch very good at acting he's still pretty good right <laughs> anyway how could, you, uh, how could you say that you said you that son the, of a bitch you said that the uh the relationship between johnny lee miller and angelina jolie didn't work for you do you know who it did work for who them because they got married after the fucking oh, movie shit. and then they wow. ended up divorced yeah, so. Wow. Oh, so it didn't like, you know, that actually really yeah, might have been uh, maybe <laughs> just, an ill omen. Maybe they, they, maybe they watched point. Hackers and they were like, wow, we're the least believable part of this movie. I also, Two good actors I really get married. They shit in a dumpster. Good Two lord. I, I also really love how honest you were about that because you could have just left it at, they got married right. and I would have thought, oh, they're still married today, like 30 years later. This is not 30 years. <laughs> I but, mean, she she's had like several um, yeah. very high profile Paramore relationships. Yeah, probably the most high profile relationships in like celebrity. Is she the one who adopted a bunch of Ethiopian children for self-gratification purposes? Was that her? I don't know why she... Oh, saying it like that is very scary. Yeah, geez, I mean, dude, it wasn't right? great, but uh, I think so. Yes. Okay. Her and uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Wait. Yes. And Brad, Brad, Gino, don't, Brad Pitt went, on, went on to produce the uh, 12 Years a Slave movie in which he plays the white savior. Remember that? Remember when he did that? When, remember when he paid the money to make 12 Years a Slave and then inserted himself into it as the white savior? It's pretty great. A24 yeah. is canceled. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. It's a nearly flawed Is Angelina Jolie the yeah. one who is John Voight's daughter? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Uh, uh, they oh, do the thing where, where it shows her 
big lips, and then it cuts right to like a 1950s woman with big lips. I thought that was nice. There's there's a little bit of like an uncomfortable. I mean, it's it's the main character, so it's not like some of the more world building aspects that we've already gone over. But when he early in the movie, like maybe the first half of it, every time that he's introduced to some new external stimulus, there's like a flash of pop culture references yep. that go through that his mind. That happens about three times, and then the movie completely drops it yeah. as a motif. Yep. And, and I don't, I don't know if I would have enjoyed if it kept doing that. But like, he's really angry at her for punking him out and telling him there was a pool up on the roof, and then there's not, and he gets wet from the rain. And then he comes back down and he looks at her again after having fantasized about her through like these pulp novel uh, and like uh, romance novel uh, flashes that went through. Making his head. out with her and stuff. And he's imagining murdering a woman. Like that does I mean, happen very briefly. In, the, in that very specific instance, not great. Man, that man has zero cool. But this nice. man is this man is like a danger. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, and like I actually really like that motif, and I was yeah. kind of mad that they well, dropped that's it because I was yeah. setting it up for him to be like, oh, like this is a guy who like he he turned to his computer to have this sort of rich fantasy life to make up for his social inadequacies, his, mm-hmm. his maybe. Um, like personality flaws or or um, anxiety, social anxiety. Uh, I don't know why this character would appeal to me. Well, if um, <laughs> is that? Uh, but but like, so they were depicting with this motif his like rich inner sort of fantasy life and yeah. how that that um, dovetailed with his computer life. And then they just drop it after like two scenes. I mean, they drop it once he gets a friend group, right? Right, but like they don't. They don't. Yeah, I know. They don't suggest that that's the yeah. thing. I mean, that's an arc that works for him. Yeah. But it's not an arc that the movie builds. It could have. I, I didn't. liked it, right? Like it, it shows that you know he's a person who is basically socialized with the entertainment that he consumed in a way that I think a lot of people worried that kids in the '90s were going to be like poisoned by. Right? Perhaps they were right to be worried. <laughs> We were all '90s kids. Yeah, we all. Yeah, he's an '80s kid, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like that's a. This is a stupid conversation to have right now, but like I've always like chafed at the whole '90s kid thing. It's like I was born in '92 and I was eight when the '90s ended. I, I'm not really a '90s kid, right? Like the people who were '90s kids were born in like '85 and they like had their formative years. They were watching uh, Saved by the Bell when they were in the. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Like when I was in like when Saved the Bell was out, I was watching like. Rugrats, like kids' cartoons, right? Because like I wasn't old enough to like be interested in Saved by the Bell, but you know, I digress. No aspects of '90s culture stick to me at all. Like, I mean, I have no fondness for. Cody and I have a podcast about Hey Arnold, so like, do you? Uh, maybe. TBD, baby. Yeah. That was that was my don't don't look at me. You're that wearing was an my, Akira sweater right now. That's 1980. 1988. Eight. Yeah, very um, good movie. I don't know where we're jumping into now. Uh Oh, you were going to talk oh, about should, the, the those fantasy sequences? Yeah, we should talk about, like, I think that, that to, to Jason's point, I think that this movie tries to be a lot of things and doesn't actually bake them in very well. And I, like, it, it has character arcs that don't really work. It has a sort of larger thematic arc that doesn't really work. Uh, in my opinion, this might be ideological on my part, um, admittedly, but, like, I think the reason it fails is because it doesn't have the strength of its convictions to actually tie the main characters to mm-hmm. an ideology that's in opposition to the authoritarianism that it's representing. Like, this this is a movie that wants to be an anti-authoritarian message without actually depicting an anti authoritarian ideology and and instead it appropriates that they literally read the hackers manifesto which is a real manifesto and it is very cringe uh but it's it's real and it's read by the cops and one of the cops says like oh that's cool and the other cop says no it's commie bullshit and i was like that's right it is commie bullshit now give me my commie bullshit (laughs) and then it didn't this movie this movie does not want to do that though this movie wants to appropriate right hacker commie yes, anarchist bullshit exactly. right. which it, it does which is why it, it fails to to deliver on its sort of promise that's what i 
that's a really good way of describing why I don't like this movie is mm-hmm. because it does so it ends up without that consistent through line, without that message, without that time without theme. Without its, its characters actually standing. Without, without, yeah, without the flesh on those bones. It's just like a series of signifiers. It's just like, oh, he's phone freaking. Sounding Isn't fury that cool? signifying nothing. No signifier is your hacker name. Doesn't the movie just want the? I like. I went into this. I I don't know. I guess I am always willing to be surprised by a movie, but. About 20 minutes in this movie, I understood that this movie was solely desiring to appropriate those images, right? So how does, I don't know, how does it fail, you know what I mean? There's nothing outside culture, man. All things are political. If you're not that's doing not one, a, that, if you're not doing one thing, you're doing another thing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying that this movie ends up failing and, and becomes failing a sort what, of... Though? Well, I'm, I'm saying that it, like, you're saying it successfully appropriates and that's all it's saying. I, I'm saying that yes, that is... Yes, that's right. Okay, but the, okay, so you're just... I don't like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's I like, bad. Yeah, well, it's not all bad. Of course, bad. it's no, bad. Yeah, no. Oh, you just good. like a lot of my favorite evil movies. corporate yeah, American culture. A lot of my, yeah, of course. I grew up in America. A lot of my favorite movies are shitty. Oh, you're just a conservative. Culture. I see. That's what no. you're saying. <laughs> I'm not defined by the culture. I'm that kidding. I yes. Yes. Yeah. Move this one to the back burner. Real Listen, quick. we're both big David, our David Lynch fans. Man, we're fucking canceled. It's fine. You know, like, like, yes, we're, we're all deeply complicit in the cultures that we consume. It's it's evil. We're bad. America's evil. It's fine. It's not fine. This has been Hackers. <laughs> Cody, you look like you're itching to say something. Even if you just get us out of this pit we've dug. Uh, I like how this movie made me feel like I could be a hacker because hack- yeah, hacking is apparently 80% just guessing passwords. And speed. Uh, it seems to be a very essential part of hacking is how quickly you can do it. And I hope you don't screw like you type. Remember that line? And then he says nothing for like <laughs> three seconds. Man, It's wild. Uh, and then the just the idea of your best because uh, at the end when it, it, it's that hacking showdown, everybody's bringing their best viruses to the arena. Bring your uh, best the best viruses. viruses are just the ones that have like the best graphics, like the the best art. It's just like pick your vir- virus with the best themes. Like, All right, Cookie Monster. Let's yeah, play. we should talk about how like the visual language of hacking in this movie. Oh is man, literally like you see their faces interposed uh, with like numbers and equations and shit behind Again, them. Again, that is all accurate. It, I work in software, and that's right. Accurate. We have to defer to experience. I am the expert in this room. Every time that you create a virus or a bug or a worm, uh, you know, you pick some sort of cartoon to pop up on the screen. Usually, like a skull and crossbones. What's yours? Uh, just a lot of just real graphic sexual imagery pops up on the There's screen. There's a lot of weenies. Uh, yeah. A lot of vaginas. Well, yeah, yep. Shout out to Aaron's fiance, uh, Diana, listening <laughs> oh, to this know. episode. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Diana, come on the pod. No, hey, hacking is all about uh, uh, really colorful images popping up, uh, showing you exactly it's how your data is ad, being attacked. It's hominem attacks with yeah. one other specific other person in the world. Yeah, uh, and they're staring at the computer. What's he doing? It's, it's all about flying yeah. in first person through the Manhattan skyline of, like, circuit boards and shit, which, like, there's a high-rise oh, tower uh, of yeah. data that by just the turns way, red when things go bad. How much did the director of this movie like Koyana Scotzi, by the way? The, it, there's, dude. like, that one shot. I think I looked at you when the movie was yeah. playing, Harry, because, like, there is that one shot where it's just a tracking shot of the streets of New York City that, like, smash cut very quickly to a circuit board. Yep. And uh, There's and, also and, the red sun rises up yep. uh, into the skyscraper, and then there's that shot of the moon in, like, um, sped up oh, real yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, we're watching Koyana Skatsi right now, basically. It's pretty heavy, Koyana Skatsi. That's a previous episode, right? Yeah. Yep. It was like, so like number four or something. Yeah. Um, there's an aspect, though. I mean, I think it's... We should get back to the visual stuff, because it is very entertaining. There's an aspect that 
this is maybe going to sound weird, but there's an aspect about which the hacking and which like the the sabotage that these hackers are doing is actually somewhat accurate to how it kind of works. And that um, early in the film, when uh, it shows the main character uh, hacking, uh, he's hacking like a television uh, network, and it shows him, in order to get what he needs, he calls up like one of the guys who works at the television network and basically like scams him into giving him like a code that's written on a box somewhere. Um, and then also the people hack into various different networks by guessing passwords uh, in like a very comical, like over-exaggerated fashion. The four um, most commonly yeah. used passwords which, are uh, which secret, are love, God, and, and sex. sex. Um, Not necessarily in that order. Like that is over exaggerated, but like a lot of if anybody's ever taken any sort of like white collar like cybersecurity like trainings or tests, um, a lot of it is bullshit like that, right? Um, it is bullshit like, hey, if somebody comes up to you like in your office asking for information, you need to know who they are because people. A lot of the ways that people hack into the shit is by going to the office and just like fucking yeah, with the receptionist. Like, like everybody who's ever had a job is like your boss will at some point be like, make sure you do two step verification because like a yeah. bunch of the things. Is just like, oh, we'll just guess a security question because yeah. your security questions suck, and then a, we'll have your password that way. A lot of people, like Jason, just has the same answer to every single security question. But uh, and if you know anymore, that, it's real as, easy to get in your shit. But as I've said before, every time that it tells me that I can't have the same answer to multiple questions, I just remove one letter from the answer. <laughs> then it's unique. <laughs> Um, a lot well, of the for reason me, for me, it's just like you sort of give. It's like, man, I don't have any money anyway. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna steal, punk? Like, have at you. <laughs> Bring it on, Dade Murphy. Do your worst. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons that you have to keep making even more elaborate passwords is because most passwords are guessable if they know the year you're born, if they know like your family names and shit, and like streets. You most passwords are, like very guessable, not in the same way that like, oh, somebody put God, right? right. Um, but they'll like, never guess mine though because all of mine are don't guess this Dade <laughs> so 92 or whatever at sure. the end of it with an exclamation point or like 4 if you have to it's like oh every month I gotta reset my password it's gonna add another exclamation I, it's point eight to zero zero eight five. Oh yeah <laughs> not a very safe that's like you know when they have the real bar and it goes from red to yellow to green that's very... right on the red yeah Damn. it's like your password dude this shit sucks um, but yeah so Anyway, the visual aspect of this movie is completely ridiculous, but, like, I, I thought a lot of some of the aspects of, like, how people hack into stuff is, like, kind of... Yeah, I really liked those visual aspects. I, it was a blast. It was yeah. so funny to watch and fun. Well, tell me, like, who among, whomst among us could, like, if I asked you on any blue, blue sky day, how does email work? <laughs> like, what's the first thing how you think am of? am computer? <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you think a letter... Zooms through the sky at another when it, machine. When it makes the right? whoosh sound, it means that it made it. It means you've we've got, got mail. I can tell you. I just need that helpful paperclip uh, to walk me through it. Clippy, Clippy, shout out to Cl- Clippy. Didn't come Clippy? On the Isn't Clippy no longer? I think he's coming back. Somewhere. I think Clippy's, Clippy's, Clippy's coming back. Don't Can't kill, kill it. Come back. Can't kill Clippy, baby. Let's go. Baba Yaga. Hack the Clippy. <laughs> what was the best visual moment in this movie? you guys what was what was the one that you were like fuck yeah that's the oh, thing oh man there were some good ones oh there was the one where um it's clearly a cgi screen behind johnny lee miller and it's just slowly zooming in on his face and like it's like it's like wipe out yeah it's his actual background he's playing the video games and it's like the actual background of his screen but just or, or of like the shot but they decided for some reason to green screen it in behind him instead of like just shooting him in the scene there's a lot of really it weird looks, bad editing in this movie but like it makes it look like vertigo yeah, like, yeah. there are many yep. screenshots in this movie that look 
like, do, do, do. Yeah, yeah, totally it does. It's it was Hitchcock level is what we're saying. Uh, a lot of the scene transitions in this are really bad, too. My favorite is probably right before the big hacking montage sequence of this movie. They do a Johnny Lee Miller close-up and, like, zoom into his face slowly, his eyes being really wide. It's, like, maybe the longest close-up I've ever seen. In, like, it's a good, It like, felt like it went on for, like, seconds. a yeah, like 30 full <laughs> seconds of just, like, this man's face with no music, slowly zooming in, and I kept, like, look, glancing over at Cody, like, is this over yet? What's happening? <laughs> uh, there's a visual bit for once once any of the hackers break into, like, the final level of, uh, it's like it's called, like, the Gibson computer, which is what this corporation has. Which is for, like, probably a William Gibson reference, tops, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. I mean, or maybe guitars, I don't know, but probably <laughs> the author. Yeah, probably guitars. <laughs> I don't know, you know, tech, I don't know. But uh, once they break into, like, the final level, like, the garbage file is, like, the most important one where the, the virus that the bad guy has written. And once you get in Was there, it's like a fucking univ... It's like fucking, like, a Tool music video that's floating through your head. Yeah. A Tool music video. <laughs> it is. very good. Yes. It's like the end of uh, Neuromancer where, like, yeah. they keep talking about the ice and, like, how uh, fucking Case is, like... He's got, like, an arrow that he's shooting through the heart of the ice and all of that shit. And it's like, what? And, but... Um, Did elements of the plot fuck anybody up for in this movie? Like how they got from from uh, standard like hackers doing hacker things and getting caught by the FBI to like an oil tanker? Like that was only explained no, man. at no, the very end that, of the I movie. I think that I mostly got it. Um, at the end of the movie, they explained like, oh. Uh, we're gonna like tip an oil tanker to, and then blame it on hackers, and that'll throw them off the scent for like our ransom. No, plan. that was explained in the first act. After, okay, yeah, after because like what happens is that the new guy Joey he steals the garbage file, but it turns out that the garbage file had that virus yeah. in it, and so that forced plague the sort of security officer to force uh, the bad hand. guy to um, incriminate them. Because he had been, he had planted that virus all along inside the bank and was siphoning money out. But sure. these hackers accidentally stumbled into it, and now he has to blame them, which was his plan all along. Um, that actually kind of works for me. Um, I don't like that these characters don't have an ideology, but I really like the idea that, like, oh, like, like the way that we're going to get these hackers, the way that we're going to bring down hacker culture is by planting evidence on them, right? Like, because, like wow, like, talk about actual history, like, talk about actual yeah. precedent. Um, another visual motif I really like in this movie is that it does a really good job of depicting the absurdity of authoritarianism. Like, there are, like, three separate arrest sequences in this movie, and in every single one of them, like, 30 cops burst through every opening. Windows, like, they, they catch a guy in the shower. <laughs> There's a guy who's just in somebody's home with no explanation whatsoever. Like, like Zero Cool, like, turns around and there's just a guy there. Um, and they all have fucking M16s. Yeah, just and, like, at, at the climax of this movie, there are, like, 100 cops running through Times Square. Uh, square and they all have M16s and it's like it's pretty funny like that's a good depiction of like how ridiculous this all is I liked the um, going on along with the arrest sequences the last one that they show is uh, against Ramon when they're arresting him that's led up to by these dream sequences that they do uh, once with Dade Murphy once with Acid Burn and then once with uh, Ramon the Phantom Freak and like that dream sequences of him fantasy not dreaming that he he'll get arrested and he wakes up and promptly gets arrested which is like a nice subversion of the other dream sequences which are interesting in their own the rights dream police yeah good song 
yeah, the guy getting guy getting arrested in his dream and then getting arrested in real life after getting arrested in yeah. his dream it's is pretty like good. The funny shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. They own the dream, they own reality, baby. Yeah, I like those scenes. The first one uh, was of uh, Zero Cool Deed Murphy um, making uh, you know making love to to Acid Burn. Uh, Shout out to the uh, dude who thought it'd be cool to hoot and holler and clap when she unzipped her jacket, revealing a bare top. You can go fuck yourself. That really sucked. Um, hey, you can't say that, man. That was Barry. That oh. was Barry, the, the, the owner of yeah, We got 44 followers now instead of 45. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll edit that part out. Um, the second one was really good. Harry, I yes, think you wanted to talk uh, that about that That was the one. one subversive, like, actually raise my eyebrows, be like, oh, is this movie trying something? It wasn't, but... The sexual fantasy that Angelina Jolie has about Dade, about Johnny Lee Miller, is topping him while he's wearing a dress. And she wanted him to wear a dress on their date. She says he would look good in a dress. She has a sexual fantasy about being with a dude in a dress. And she has short hair. She's kind of queer-coded, very again, very lightly. Um, she's still a, a sexual fantasy for men. But, like, that was the one thing that I was like, hey, like, look at that. Look at this, like, representation of, like, non-traditional... Um, sexual fantasies or sexual stereotypes. I personally think that scene was just played for a gag uh, because of almost everything that preceded it regarding uh, representation of transgender and non-conforming uh, uh, lifestyles and identities. Like, there's the scene where they're both... Um, Okay. Uh, no, I just heard a noise. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, they both... Uh, <laughs> Cody's afraid that this building is being hacked. They're both competing to see who can uh, frame and fuck up the life of the FBI agent who's um Yeah, they have this, them. this competition to do and, that. And one of them uh, routes, uh, like, changes all these, uh, like, really risque ads for, like, transsexual um, yeah. sex. Queer uh, hookups. Uh, yeah, and queer hookups, et cetera. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, let's bag him with all these, like, really gross things. Yeah, yuck. Like, I don't that didn't... Yeah, it was bad. That was it's, that was super bad. So like when, when something like the Angelina Jolie um, fantasy comes along, like it, it in itself is like, oh, an interesting aspect of this movie. But again, in a larger in a larger quilt of this movie. Oh I, yeah, this isn't I a queer movie. Like this right. isn't a movie that's interested. We've talked about that. Like mm -hmm. it's just interested in appropriating those things. Like Aaron said, like that that might like this this might uh, not damn it entirely. It's valid if you think that this is like a. Obviously, I'm not the person to say that it's valid, but, like, obviously, like, if you have a problem with that depiction, like, it is appropriate to have that objection, right? And, right, like, there's right. nothing you can say to take... And, in fact, you do. You don't like the movie kind of on those grounds. I'm, I, again, I'm not in a place to like it or dislike it mm -hmm. on those grounds any more than you are. It just didn't rub me the right way. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I always... didn't find it hateful, uh, no. necessarily, overall. Um, overall, I think that scene in particular stuck out as, like, a... Especially uh, yes, bad. that was actually like actively. That was, I think we all turned to each other like, "Oh man, yeah. that kind of sucks." Um, I, I don't know. It's you know, I, I think it's always it's always valid to dislike that. I think that it's kind of unfortunate that the a large part the history of like appreciating a lot of popular culture, especially in movies, is kind of like searching for gold and like sifting through a lot of dirt. You know what I mean? And like, this movie oh, right. kind of sucks in a lot of ways, but like. There are things I think that you can get out of it. Well, I mean, um, like like you said, like it's it's kind of funny and interesting how like inadvertently, and I'm not giving the movie any credit for this, of course, but like it ends up depicting the history of like both um, cyberpunk as a genre and like actual sort of like leftist or anarchist um, alternative circles. In that, like, oh, it's it's undone by its actual like hatred for the like 
alternatives that it, yeah. it is ostensibly yeah. representing mm -hmm. like like oh like leftists are sometimes misogynist and like often hackers are misogynist and like uh cyberpunk despite being a, a um a genre ostensibly or often about queer self-determination and the right of all people to self-determine in the ways that their identity um wants them to is actually like often deeply problematic and trades in the sort of like uh, very um, conservative and regressive tropes that it's going for. This movie also does all of that, right? It's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's too bad. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I th you know, I think this movie was setting out to do the thing. You know, I think if I have a problem with this movie, it's that you know, I think the movie's aim is is not in the right place. Um, but I guess I can appreciate it for what it is if I'm willing yeah, to me too. toss um, aside a lot of Which is like stuff. maybe maybe the big... I think we're probably simpatico about this yeah. movie. Uh, I think it just like... It's it's partially personally. Um, I really, really love like a high school ensemble. Um, I, I really like had a lot of genuine fondness for these characters. Serial killer Matt Lillard rules in this movie. He's so <laughs> fun. Um, I really liked Phantom Freak. Um... I even liked Acid Burn, despite the fact that she was like a, a female fantasy. She's got a Metropolis poster. That's rad. Yeah, she's got yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. a cool poster. Uh, yeah. Like I, the the movie has so much fondness for those characters, and I had so much fondness for these. Like even Razor and Blade. I was like, like Razor and Blade are sort of um, the unfortunately maybe for the parallel, but like the ruby rose of this movie, where they're they're yeah. just like these these very flamboyant, um, like queer coded. Uh, talk show hosts, essentially. People they run of the color, show hack, hack the Planet. And they are people of color, yeah. Uh, and they rule. Like, I love those those characters, and I was like, man, I wish that there were shows like that. You know, and, like, there probably <laughs> I are. Wish I wish people did hack the planet. Yeah, no. I wish people would fucking hack I the planet. I wish you would, Harry. After this. Well, you know. I, saw, I said your name. Yeah, it's working. He's working yeah. on it. Um, so Who this... knows that Harry's my real name? Ooh. It's his real name. Harry was my hacker name all along. I chose a kind of a... But it's a four <laughs> instead of an A. Um... <laughs> So what is what is the hackers for Gen Z? In the way that like if hackers is is a movie that encapsulates a specific time and place, or at least the mainstream understanding of a specific time and place with relation to technology and the world that they live in. For us, that'd be like this was our early childhood that this movie came out, so we don't really remember way too much about it. We don't remember the movie itself beyond having seen it recently. What is that for Gen Z? We're defining those Matrix as born after two thousand. Four years later. Right? Was the Matrix, Matrix was ninety nine? Certainly more aligned with our generation. Yeah, for sure. Maybe. Uh, it's interesting that this movie also has an obvious uh, Rage Against the Machine knockoff song in it. Yep, like, sounded like, almost exactly like hacking is, is like just a Rage Against the Machine thing, I guess. Which rules, you know? Uh, the Matrix actually had a Rage song at the end. Remember that? No. The Matrix fucking. I don't remember kicks almost ass, anything dude. about the Matrix. He takes off flying, and they go like. Dun, 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 I haven't dun, seen the Matrix dun, dun, in like ten years. Me either. We should watch the Matrix. Watch the Matrix. The Wachowskis are great. They are great. Well, uh, what I don't know. What do you think, in regard though? to your Gen uh, Z answer, I don't, I don't fucking know anything about that generation, man. I don't. Want, I don't mean to sound like old yeah, as shit. What? What? Okay, easy question. What movie has come out in the last twenty years that for Gen Z, for kids who are twenty years twenty years yeah. old and younger, will encapsulate like early two thousands? But they'll look back on in ten years Hacker, and be like, ah ha ha, remember that? Hackers made like eight million. You know, hackers wasn't a thing though. In the same yeah. way that like the Matrix. I'm not talking about was. cultural impact. Okay, I'm talking sure. about like what will they be. This is not a hard question. What will they be watching in 10 years that'll be like, oh, haha, remember the early It's like a time capsule movie. Yeah, like Fortnite way. streamer vids, probably. Fortnite streamer vids? compilations. Are you 
70 years old? I should have uh, asked this, this fucking fine. question. No, I, I'm Holy interested. I, I, I think it's... What I, is I, a, I think it's an easy Fortnite question. Fortnite compilation. It's a good it's question. Fucking, Jason is essentially asking, what is, just, what is a mid-2000s yeah. period piece? I'm just getting really angry that you brought up Fortnite. But yes, that is That's, that is my question. I don't know. But it, I would be interested in hearing the answer to that. That's it's, uh, what you it's like a sitcom somebody made in Minecraft. Like, that's the thing. I, we're talking about mid-2000s, He said dog. Gen Z. Thank you very much for listening to Try Love. This has been an episode of... Were you going to answer the question, Cody? Nope. I was just going to say this movie made me want to rewatch Tron Legacy real bad. Oh, oh yeah. Man. So Tron that's, Legacy uh, is that, great. That is a high fucking floor for a movie, let me tell you. Yikes. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I did too, I liked it despite myself. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, zero, zero cool. cool. Yeah. Shit. Woo! Woo! <laughs>